Hi everyone, welcome to Keeping It Spiffy with PFH Prevention. Are you interested in change? In this podcast, we will talk about the strategic prevention framework and how it can teach groups of people to enact change throughout their communities. Join us to see how you can make a difference. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Keeping It Spiffy with Kylie and... Edward. Sound more excited. Kylie and... Edward. Yay. Okay, so to start off, we have our get to know you questions. And so our first question is, if you could travel to one of the planets, which planet would you go to? Um, I don't know. I guess Mars, because that's the one they're always talking about. There must be something good to see there. I guess, yeah. I would choose Jupiter. I was going to say Jupiter for the storms, just to see what that looks like. But that was you can actually reason. go down to the planet. You got to, you know, all you can do is just look at it. No, but like for this hypothetical, I'm going to the planet. Wow. Well, okay. Yeah, You're going to get crushed. Cool. I would come out alive. So we'd be good. <laughs> okay. So the second question is which TV sitcom would you star in? Well, I'd have to go with my all-time favorite TV show, I guess, which would be Married with Children. I could actually see you in that. Yeah. Ed O'Neill is my hero. You could be the fun uncle. Yeah. Mine would be New Girl. Easy money. Easy. Yeah, you'd definitely fall in, into that category. I would. I would crush that. That'd be so good. Okay. Well, now that everyone knows a little bit more about us, we will get into our material. So today what we're going to talk about is two steps in one. And it's the last two steps of the SPIF model. It's implementation and evaluation. And can you just kind of tell us what they are? So, so far we've, you know, identified our target area. We've talked about resources, what we have and don't have. Um, and we've made a plan. So in implementation, it's the next step, which is to take the plan we've made and our resources and, and you know, execute it. Um, so we've come up with our activities, whether they're you know, evidence-based strategies or um, environmental strategies, something like that, whatever we're doing. Now we have to go out and acquire whatever it is we're missing. So we've done our capacity check. We know what resources we're missing. So we go out and get the things we need and we implement this strategy. We, you know, people are, have been assigned to who's going to do what, and we go out and just execute it. Yeah. <clears throat> so then does, in the implementation phase, what can be some setbacks with this phase? Well, I think just with anything you do, there's, there's stuff like manpower and stuff like that. People get sick have things come up. And so you have to have a backup plan or someone that can fill in. Um, maybe you can't get a certain resource that you absolutely need. So you've got to hurry up and change your plan um, to try and make sure you can still execute your strategy with you know, the missing resources or people. So. Okay. And what would be kind of the time frame of this step? Like how, how long roughly should it take someone? It, it all depends on your strategy. So if you're, if your um, strategy that you're implementing is like a one-time thing, you're doing it this Saturday, it's only, it's an event, 
um, and it's just that then you know your time frame has to make sense you know we have to have everything we need before saturday we have to have everything set up by saturday and you know running on saturday now if you're doing a um a longer base trade so you're you're doing some school-based interventions and they're going to last you know eight weeks or something then that's then your your time frame changes pretty dramatically it all really just depends on what you're doing but you want to have everything you need before you start okay so then after implementation comes evaluation yes what exactly are you evaluating so you're evaluating your entire process you're evaluating you know how you've done in your um, capacity or your implementation your planning your assessment all of that and, and more so you're evaluating whatever the strategy is you just implemented so let's say it was that saturday event you want to find out okay it, we had this particular activity at the event you know did this go as we planned did it go better or worse what could we have done differently how was it received by the, the community? Um, and, and that's just kind of what you're evaluating. And then once you get to the end of your plan, you're also evaluating, did our strategies, did the things we, we tried to make change on actually make change? So let's say your plan said, I wanna reduce youth alcohol use by 2%. Well, whenever that, whatever that data is, however it was collected, let's say you use a Missouri student survey then whenever it's collected again, then you'll wanna see, okay, it was this much, you know, let's, let's just say it was 20% and now it's, you know, 19%. Okay, we reduced it by 1%. Um, we didn't reach our goal, but we made good progress. So what could we have done differently to reach that 2%? Um, or, you know, let's say you got it down by 5%. Well, let's go back and talk about what we did that made it go down by 5% and see how we can do even better at something like that next time. And then you want to share that data as well. You want to tell the community what you did and how and how effective it was. Okay, so the we aren't necessarily doing the data. We're waiting for it to be done in the evaluation. For, so for that for that plan process, whatever the data was you gathered, whether it was um, community groups, whether it was um, you know online resources like the Missouri Student Survey or uh, the census, what, whatever that data was for your plan, that's the data you'll mm -hmm. want for that piece. But for the exact strategy to evaluate how it went, how um, you know, gathering the resources, how planning it, how you know, implementing it, that's gonna be done by you and, and the people that attended your event um, or your strategy. So you know, if it was that event, then you would maybe hand out little pieces of paper or something, maybe the QR code you know, for a, um, a form, a Google form or something, just to, with a few questions that says, you know, this is where I live, this is how old I am, and, you know, I really enjoyed this part of the event. I didn't enjoy this part so much. And that's for your own, you know, use. You just take that in and say, okay, a lot of people really didn't like that we had uh, this thing, but they loved this other thing. So maybe next time we don't focus on this, we focus on that. And that just helps you in your next planning phase. Okay. If you end up doing that particular thing again, you know, if you're going into schools and you're doing school-based education or prevention, then you would give little surveys to the kids and ask them questions. Um, you know, hey, did what did I know something about you know cigarettes, and or did I learn something about cigarettes, and you know something like that. Yeah. So if it was kind of a one-time event, like on Saturday, would 
after you saw that there was for your example, like a 1% decrease from 20% mm -hmm. to 19%, would you recommend doing this process all over again? Or could you just redo the event with the same process? Whenever you um, are doing a planning process or using the SWIFT, you're, you're going to start over every time, but you're not going to have to reinvent the wheel every time. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, you know, you're going to get the most up-to-date information. You know, if you take a plan and just keep copying and pasting it year in, year in, out, eventually the data in your plan is not accurate anymore. You know, okay. um, and so you want to keep updating that data. Now, when you get to that planning phase and you say, okay, well, last year, we bought this, this, and this, and this, and we still have these things, they're, they're reusable, then we don't have to acquire those again. It actually just made your plan easier. You take that evaluation data and you use any of that that you can to make that planning process easier as well and to kind of guide your efforts. And, and it's unlikely that you're going to reduce substance use with a, a single Saturday event. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you're not going to be able to say, well, we held one event this year on a Saturday and now alcohol is down 2%. There was probably something else happening um, or you're just really awesome at Saturday events. Yeah. So once you get all of this data back or if you go through, um, what's the survey called from Missouri? Missouri Student, Student Missouri Survey. Missouri Student Survey, yeah. So if you use that, is there a way to know that like you specifically helped to cause that or is it just like in general this year was a decrease you know I th that is kind of the the biggest struggle in prevention is to try and say well it was because of what I did that that happened mm -hmm. um, yeah. you know there isn't a way to prove it you know I mean you you could survey every person in the state and said well did you choose not to do alcohol because of, of what I did yeah. you'll never know you know, I mean, it, it could, well, all we do is we try to put in these protective factors, um, you know, that we, we discussed and, and we're trying to increase those. We're going to take uh, what, what the, the school is doing, what the parents are doing at home and stuff and try to add, add to that, make it more robust with our strategies um, and reduce the risks and, stuff. And, and through all the efforts combined, your efforts that are planned and you know about them and the parents that are, are just doing a great job of being parents the teachers that being great parent are great teachers, the communities being great communities, all of you working together, some of you intentionally, some of you naturally um, mm -hmm. helped reduce this, this substance. Okay, that makes sense. Um, do you have any other thoughts or advice for these two steps? Uh, I, I think you just, you know, we didn't talk about these quite as much probably as we did the other steps, but evaluation is super important. Um, it, it's data. It really, it's data that you collect and, and it can be so beneficial for you. Um, you got to be open-minded. Some people don't like to hear uh, negative comments about their efforts, you know, their Saturday event or whatever it is. They don't, yeah. you know, it, it could have been your favorite part of the whole event. And it turns out most of the community really just didn't care for it. Mm -hmm. And you just have to be open to that. Um, you know, what you want is to do things that people want to participate in, um, want to be there for because the more people you can reach with your information and with your with your message, the more effective it's going to be. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Well, yeah. thank you for all of that information. And um, for our last episode next week, we have something really good in store for you guys. So make sure to listen to that to find out what it is. 
And uh, I can't wait to find out. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. I guarantee you. Um, but thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, we look forward to you listening next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for joining us for today's episode on Keeping It Spiffy. Make sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, and Twitter at PFH Prevention. If you want to connect with us, feel free to email us at moprevention at pfh.org or check out our website at pfh.org prevention. See you next time.